six squirrels. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of How Did This Get Booked? I, of course, am your host, Jake Manning, and I'm a veteran of the professional wrestling business for over a decade, and I've held every single job except selling popcorn. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Zane Riley, my tag team partner, if you will, for this episode. Yeah. Zane Riley. A lot, of tag, a lot of tag team uh, wordplay today, I'm sure. I'm going to hot tag in right there and say, hello, Jake, how are you? A good way. It'll be just you and me today because we are discussing uh, pro wrestlers in pop culture, mainstream media. <laughs> yep, yes, we are We are talking about that. We definitely, have, we have a lot of like housekeeping items we got to take care of today, so this is going to be kind of a fun laid-back episode, hopefully. Mm. Uh, not too much to talk about because it's not like a full movie. It's Well, it was. they called it a TV movie, but it was really... We'll get into it. It's one of those things where, like, we'll see a two-hour movie, and we're always just like, you know, if they'd have done that in, like, an hour and a half instead, they could have gotten just as much into it. Well, they did that, and they did it properly. Exactly. I would totally agree, like... This could have been a 90-minute TV movie oh, yeah. two, or two-hour TV movie, and it could have blew chunks. So bad. Where they're like, no, let's just chop this up into a really solid hour TV <laughs> episode of a TV show that only happened once. Or it could have been worse, and they could have made an entire series out of this, and we would have come back and said, man, they could have done all that in an hour. Oh, hold, hold, hold <laughs> your tongue, sir. <laughs> in, in pre-discussion of this episode, I had a feeling that you weren't as happy to talk about what we were talking today, and I'm extremely happy to be talking what we're talking about. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> fucking get, say it. Let's jump right into it right away. <laughs> we don't have to, uh, you know, have a guest that we have to introduce. It's just you and me today. And the topic we are discussing today is the 1991 ABC TV pilot tag team starring Rowdy Roddy Piper and Jesse the Body Ventura. So... Zane, what were your initial thoughts? My favorite part of the whole thing was the very two-second end clip of a commercial that we get for Twin Peaks. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to make mention of the Twin Peaks. Like, how excited for that? Yeah, it, was, it started off great, and yeah. it did not go down from there. Absolutely not, especially when we jump into Roddy Piper putting Jesse Ventura in an abdominal stretch to pop his back. What the fuck? <laughs> Most angered moment of this entire... Uh, movie or, or a show or whatever um, because if that was the case I wouldn't spend so much money in a chiropractor every month yeah, just, so I just said hey Jake stretch me up bro yeah. and be good well maybe Roddy Piper's the only one that really knows how to do that maybe yeah. well, unfortunately the chiropractic services by him are no longer usable yeah like what what you know what, what's Jesse Ventura now doing to pop his back since Roddy Piper's gone like well he's definitely not moving pianos <laughs> That's for sure. But before we get to that, uh, I love how, you know, as, as typical, like, portrayals of professional wrestling, I always say they get the locker rooms wrong. They think yeah. they these big, massive locker rooms all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, With they, actual lockers. Yeah. No, well, maybe this, this crowd, <laughs> because apparently there's 25,000 Holy paid, crap. paid for this yeah. show, apparently. So, yeah, they, can, they probably have good lockers today. But they just have, like, random shitty kids walking yeah. in the back. If, the, if they have 25,000 people in attendance, you'd think they'd hire a security guard that would stop that little shit from running to the back. And just shitting all over their gimmicks all of a sudden. Like, that's so, that's something that would happen at a George Styles show. And has happened no, at a George sure. Styles show. Ha- happened this weekend. I was about to say, did it just happen? <laughs> it, it sure did happen this weekend. People <laughs> just going willy-nilly through all kinds of locker rooms this weekend. Yeah. So, 
and then of course I forget the name of the owner of this company that Roddy Piper and Jesse Ventura are working for I don't know either. I just know that like, uh, I, like who's the Vince McMahon of this I, just, I can't remember I know just his wife's a big cunt and um, well I mean you could kind of see her <laughs> right away because <laughs> it's here's shin, the, here's it's the shin Al- and tweed so there's, oh, there's, there's plenty of softcore porn oh, that's going to show you just about <laughs> everything the first lady I ever jerked off to Jake Manning Okay. Yeah, I just, you know, we're going to get it out there. <laughs> Almost did a spit take. I know. We're going to have to buy a new board for this. And, and, and true uh, talk show fashion because I had my coffee. Mm-hmm. I, oh, we, we okay, de- now. We, we, de- we delayed this episode because I've been a little bit sick this week. So if you hear a little bit of lagging in my voice, that's that's kind of why. And that's why we're in a rush to do this because we were trying to get this up as quickly as possible. So we're we'll doing this in a timely fashion. But, anyways, Shannon Tweed. Uh, letting know. The, let, the star power of this movie, if you ask me. There's. Let me tell you, there's a a lot of a lot of stars in this thing, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll point them out as we go. As we along, get there, as we get there, because there's a lot of probably you may not know because oh. I through IMDb there's some very interesting people in some very interesting parts, and we'll get to the, all of those points when we get there. Fantastic, but Sharon Tweed, Shannon Tweed, uh, Gene Simmons' wife, <laughs> whatever she is, you know, Gene Simmons. She was in a reality show with him. Same thing. Basically, says they got to take a dive mm-hmm. against the Samurai Brothers, which is actually the Orient Express. Yes, it is. Which I think aren't they with the WWF at this time? Mm-hmm. So I was trying to figure out like what type of affiliation would there be a loose affiliation because I think Ventura is still not cool with Vince McMahon <laughs> at this time, but Roddy kind of is. So it was a favor to Roddy for this. Like we yeah. need. Well, or maybe it was just one of those. He's not going to say anything, guys. He doesn't even watch NBC. Yeah. Well, here's here's the backstory: is um, basically Jesse had this deal in place, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, why don't we bring Piper on board?" Like he was just supposed to be just Jesse. What a shitty tag team of just Jesse Ventura <laughs> and the second Jesse Ventura. They were going to parent trap The sequel would have been a Freaky Friday starring <laughs> Jesse Ventura. Yeah, exactly. They would have parent trapped the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Of course. But, uh, but but no, but the Jesse's like, I want you to come along and do this. And he had the deal already in place. Yeah. Brought Roddy on board. I think Roddy's doing commentary at this time at WWF. I think this is just a little bit before he comes back and does his Intercontinental run, which mm-hmm. led to Brett and the WrestleMania match. So. Oh, Mandever pin writer Rod Piper if you read the book right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and even if you read it wrong yeah it, it still says it it, <laughs> it sure does regardless of whose book you read but uh, this match with the Samurai Brothers I guess that's pretty well choreographed yeah, it was awesome yeah I, minus the random like out of place eye rakes but everything else was kick ass that was fantastic wrestling yeah it didn't suffer like in like them re-editing the thing uh-uh. and turning it to crap like no mm-hmm. it was put together well the nice flow through story and what a good emotion to it all yeah. like it's it's sad that the best wrestling we've ever talked about on this podcast was in a TV movie yeah I'll hold this I'll hold this match up against any match that we've discussed on this of podcast of course of course sure. this, this is far better what I don't, I don't I don't know if they ever said their name I know they were formerly the Lizard Brothers yeah. but I don't remember if they said Jesse and Roddy's team name oh, in this they were gosh were I, I just kind of kept on Roddy and, and it was Rick. It was, it was uh, oh, it was Tricky Rick McDonald. Uh, yep, and which I felt like was kind of a shot at uh, Ric Flair because mm-hmm. if you remember the book, you know, it's called Tricky, Tricky Rick, and in, in, in his book, Ventura was something young blood. Yeah, I got. I, don't, I can't believe I don't have that in my notes. It was some. Yeah, it was something young blood, but I think he was because they had those rat ass jackets with them on. <laughs> the names on the, No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the jackets. It was. Uh, when we get to it a little bit, their uh, their sweatshirts during training. 
Yeah. It said their last names across their shirts. That's why I remember it. But I don't remember his first name. I think yeah, I want to say it was Mark or something. Yeah, like yeah we'll Mark. go with that. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. He's Jesse the Body of Insurance. Yeah, he's okay. Jesse. It's Jesse. I think he guys. was like Mark the Body Young Blood anyway. Yeah, so, oh yeah, it was definitely yeah. the body. Yeah. It was definitely the body. Yeah. So Body Young Blood and um Tricky Rick. And Tricky Rick. Tricky just Rick. doing it up. Rick McDonald. Not wanting to be lizards anymore because of the scales. Yeah. They just trying to get over there yeah. struggling. Yeah. You know, but Shannon Tweed says no. Yeah. You're going down. And they don't want to go down. They don't want to go down. Especially on Shannon Tweed. Yeah. I mean, it might be all right at this time. Yeah. She hasn't done a whole lot yet. She hasn't met Eric Roberts. Not to say that that was the sexual partner she had when I first jerked off to her. <laughs> but, you know, it was Eric Roberts. Well, it's better than the guy from... Uh, uh, Ted McKinley, I think his name was the guy who was in Airplane, yeah, and the and the Pamela Anderson movie, <laughs> also in the kind of yep. the same Raw Justice, I believe, you know, something kind like of, that, kind of the same vein of the Shannon Tweed <laughs> <laughs> releases. Listen, I lived in the country; I didn't have full. Yeah, that's all I got. So Some of this was scrambled. All right, I had to, I had to <laughs> I read this in the trades. I had none of that. I, I had to wait till I go to like a, a Suncoast movie and buy it. <laughs> and, <laughs> I had to and, switch the covers with another another cassette. Yeah, and, and hopefully the clerk was cool that a twelve year old <laughs> was buying uh, you know Raw Justice with Pamela Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> he just thought it was, it was a wrestling pay-per-view. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw Raw Justice. Bulldog was there. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I, I love when they, they finally get fired and they go back to their apartment because it, it, it is classically late 80s, early 90s trope. Yeah. Where... The hero or the villain is in this warehouse apartment <laughs> where you have to take like a With really odd weird, freight elevator. Odd freight, like where are these these apartments at? Like I would, I would love to live in something like that now. <laughs> the, the transition is so odd. Like from getting from not taking the dive and getting fired. Which fuck all guy for believing his wife just out of nowhere. He's they're gonna sexually assault this lady. Like, like is that a shot at Linda McMahon? I get oh. oh, is she asked people to do the dive or saying that uh. She's going to have to... They're well, going to say that she's been pleasuring him? Uh, allegedly, Stephanie has. Hey. Allegedly. Where's allegedly, the match? We'll allegedly. The match. allegedly. <laughs> Are we going to get sued? We'll ask our, our, our law section of this. Yeah, exactly. That's the housekeeping part of it. But a quick... It's a legal disclaimer. <laughs> Guys, don't sue us. We have no clue. We, we have the, nothing to give you. That's why you can't sue us. We haven't, we haven't talked to Meltzer, who I believe is the young child at the beginning of this, with all the fucking inside information. Little Dave Meltzer there. Okay. No, that's not really... No, I was going to say... It was he, a joke. He, he, he might have been... He, he might be 30. I this guy is playing this guy. Uh, this kid is good, definitely going to tell all the sheets about the Lizard Brothers changing it up. Well, maybe the little kid's Rob Naylor. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in Atlanta now. That's a real t- I guess I'll talk to you about that podcast, Jake Manning. <laughs> good night after everybody left at uh, old FSCW. Okay. Uh, but it was like a real quick transition from getting fired to going here, and I automatically thought like months had passed, and they had like you know just ran out of money, and now they're living in an abandoned warehouse. <laughs> like maybe this is just kind of the no the progression real fast. No, that, this is where they just live. That's the, that's them living high on the with hall. all of their tons of money they've been making from uh, whatever random CWA. Whatever their wrestling federation was called, they got fired from. Yeah, it was like, are they like squatting there? Like, I've never understood when you, I see that trope when it's like a really badass, mm-hmm. large, like warehouse apartment or something mm-hmm. above, like a machine. Like, like that's a cool place to live. Yeah, like like Dalton from Roadhouse. I would love that. <laughs> please, please. I, I I've been looking for a place like that forever. Like, 
and they just, you know. Nope, these guys just, well, first off, you're not drawing 25,000 people to show there, Jake Manning. Well, that's what Prater. Maybe if you did that, you'd find real cool loft apartments. <laughs> Maybe so. Yep. Uh, that's what we're missing out on. But we get we get some dialogue and interaction with mm-hmm. Ventura and, and Piper at this point. And I have in my notes, uh, is Roddy Piper a good actor? Question mark? No. No, he's not. You know, people talk you about... You just love him so much. It doesn't matter what he does. I feel like he was good in They Live, and just about everything else that I've ever seen him in, I'm just like, I don't really... Yeah. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. But I do buy Jesse Ventura's acting. Oh, of course. Like, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just partial to Because <laughs> that's you, and then... Yeah, like, if they were going to do a remake of this... And I'm def- starring us. I def- I'm definitely Ventura. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, I'm, and I'm Tricky Rick. Yeah, and you're... Not- I'm Tricky Rick! And you're 1991, Roddy Piper, who... <laughs> Wait, suck it, old man. God damn. Like, ni- 1991 Roddy Piper, like, I'd give it up. Yeah. Now, it would take some seduction from Roddy Piper, but I would give it up to him it's, in a heartbeat. I mean, he's he's no steamboat, but, I mean, he's... It's close. It's like, real it's, close. Like, it's a it's a top five thing, for Especially sure. when he's, like, you know, they're, they're thwarting robberies. So, I mean, yeah, I get it. I yeah. get it. I would. But that, that, that feathery, like, oh, 80s man. hair that doesn't... It's a mullet, it, it but it's gorgeous. does not quit. Oh. Luxurious, free-flowing. Kind of showing off some abs a mm-hmm. little bit, too. But not too much abs where, like, look at this fucking body jack off over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just enough. Which, I feel their home was more of a gym than it was anything else, because that seems to be what they're always doing while at home. Yeah, is working out. Yes. Because, you know, we're just big wrestler guys. That's all we got, because this is what we're going to do forever. Because that's Uh, all we do, is just work out. uh Uh-oh, yeah, that's all I do. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. Noticeably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then uh, I liked a little bit about the the piano moving the piano. Yeah, the back goes out again. Good callback. Great callback. Never comes back though. I was hoping for a good one later on. Yeah, like I need a, right there at the end. But you know, it never happened. But it's okay. It's okay. Well, that might have been something they did in like you know episode two, like yeah. the back thing, mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. know, could have some more fun with that. Uh, but this piano made of what I can only assume is leftover parts from some sort of tank because it takes an entire wall out like brick and all that or there's just really shitty construction going on yeah that is true because you think about like it only rolled like what maybe like a flight of stairs like 10 stairs yeah, tops 10 stairs it had enough to and it wasn't even all the way to the top so a mid so about you know to knock out a wall Made of brick, yep. but when it hits concrete, it makes a car explode. <laughs> it, the truck blew up. <laughs> what kind of piano is this person by? Yeah, like, and the thing is, like, you think about like filming stuff. Like that had to have taken a couple of days to film. Yeah, for oh, that yeah. one one bit, one joke, and a tagline of Rick. I think we body slammed the truck. <laughs> Like, which which no one uses that double body slam as a finisher, and that's a it's a pretty cool move. Yeah, and I guess what we're gonna start using now. Yeah. Well, not that we ever win, but that's a good falsy. It's a good falsy. D- good hard. good old body slam. Yeah, it's something to do in the heat. That's you something know. we can do. We'll do that space monkey here. <laughs> Coming for you, Cabana and Space Monkey and Cabana, who won't take that move. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I was like, when I saw that, I'm like, there must be a great budget for this TV yeah. show. Like, I was kind of impressed. And like, you could only get that wall break. Once, yeah, yeah, or, or it's a whole other day to redo that. Even if it's not like real brick. Oh yeah, if, if you're gonna get one for a safety, like that's a half a day or a whole day yeah. just for that one mm-hmm. couple of seconds for that one bit. Yeah, that's not even the entire bit. That's shot at like nine a.m. 
and then they have to go shoot other shit so that guy can go back and rebuild that wall yeah. and have to be shot at like 5 o'clock before the sun goes down just so we can keep continuity here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a thing. Like the, yeah, that's a to-do. Mm-hmm. There's a budget for that, wall budget. Mm-hmm. You have yeah, one prob- piano drop. They probably had one, one take on the explosion, though. Oh, yeah, you can't blow up too many trucks. We're not just, <laughs> trucks don't grow on trees and where I assume some sort of Outskirts of New York area. Yeah, wherever. wherever or shitty Philly kind of place. Yeah, I could buy Philly. Yeah. I could buy Philly. But uh, they, they, after that, they discuss about opening up a wrestling school. But then they're like, no, we're jobbers. That's not going to work. Yeah, come on. No one's going to believe that. And who can run a successful wrestling school and be a jobber? Like all of them? Yes. Like, <laughs> this is a perfect time to cut to that commercial we should have of the High Spots Training School with George South. Yeah. So we go from that discussion to probably the oddest line in the entire series, <laughs> which is, hey, do you want to work with women? <laughs> Are we going to be hookers? Which would have been a completely better movie. We would have gone instead of a mashup between wrestling and police academy to like wrestling and pretty woman. Oh, no, 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 no. See, they, they were saving that little nugget, I guarantee, for like episode four. Yeah. Where they go undercover and dress up uh, oh, that'd in be a good drag. One. Yeah. I guarantee you. Yeah. Which, or, or something fucked up happens at the end of season one and they have to get new jobs. And season two opens up with them already in drag and uh-huh. like either successfully doing or botching. Uh, like an investigation and it turns out they just went instead of from the, the police department they just went to like DEA or something and now the whole season two is them as a different form of police yeah like but yeah there definitely would have been yeah. a time that you would have put 1991 Roddy Piper and drag yeah real bad black curly like long hair looking like a Gina Davis almost oh like, and, and, and just League of their own Gina Davis and J- Jesse would have kept the mustache too of course yeah he's gone <laughs> that, that would have been a shot it would have been him from the backside and they would have a little shot of his butt panned up and then somebody spin him around mm-hmm. and he'd be like what are you doing I ain't got time to bleed you know, <laughs> <laughs> or, or even better it depends on how tongue in cheek we got in episode 2 and 3 Yeah, uh, this would be two hot chicks walking and then like one of the hot chicks would sneeze and they'd come back up and it would be full on face Jesse Oh, yeah, yeah. And it turns out they somehow shove their, their big bodies into small skin suits. Yeah, they would and this the, is the rip-off moment. They would use the body double yeah. to trick us out as the audience. Yeah, this is how that works. That would that would totally happen. Yep. So that's what they were saving that yeah. for. Because they had to do a self-defense <laughs> class. <laughs> what a great build-up to... But they wouldn't did self-defense instead. Which, speaking of the, the self-defense uh, instructor, mm-hmm. that's actually Mimi from the Drew Carey show. Sure is. If you didn't know that. So she was uh, working television even back then. What a great scene, though. Yeah. <laughs> Where she's like, men are, men are trash. These men are worthless. Listen, after after last week, I think, you know, everybody will kind of agree with that. We're on. All the shit going on in Hollywood right now, little you know, talking about the Weinstein Company already. But yeah, already talking about Weinstein, a little little boy Cam Newton, who may or may not be born at this time yet. <laughs> this might have been his first... Uh, First introduction to women, and he's like, "Well, fuck this bitch." Yeah. <laughs> she thinks I'm trash. That bitch ain't never gonna learn routes. Yeah. So, but then uh, they get they get dejected, and they're in the grocery store <laughs> buying cookies and grapes. Of all of the things to buy, like ass ton of cookies and what looked like shitty Kool Aid. Listen, Jack, 1991 Roddy <laughs> Piper is not eating cookies. He might be breaking them up and smelling them like Ultimate Warrior, but <laughs> other than that, he's not. He's not consuming them. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Ultimate Warrior used to take cookies and then smash them together, like crown them up, and then smell them and throw them away because you couldn't eat them. The, that would be his dessert. That would be his dessert. 
But, but, but just takes a whole crate of, of grapes. Let me put my fucking, I'm going to eat half of them here. That's, don't have to pay for all of them. You know what? Jesse's making some true choices. Yeah. Like he's, he's going like, organic before but, that was a thing, going clean. But also, too, with his character, he's like, okay, my character has a bad back. Mm-hmm. He likes grapes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, these are. These Love are, French jackets. These, yeah. Like, to, to work more on the young blood name. Yes. So I, I'm definitely going to make some choices on what my character is about and who he is and the choices he makes in real life. So like he, <laughs> he had had research what his character was about. They were like Jesse, just pick up some chips or something like that. No, I don't. <laughs> oh, young blood. The body young blood is not gonna pick up chips. No. Is this a chip body? No. This is a grapes at best body. All right, and then uh, back to Roddy's acting. <laughs> Because there's a, a line reading, and I, I should have rewatched it because it said read it like, like like Piper in my notes. But like, like <laughs> I gotta figure out what that is. I'm trying to figure out what that is. Couple, I mean, couple seconds of silence to get in the mood. Yeah, because right, he's like, "You're going to leave her alone, or else I'm going to separate your head from your body." <laughs> like, <laughs> Yours is a tad bit creepier. Yeah, but that's how but that's how Roddy acts. Like, he sounds like a, a granny that would be on like Bobby's World. Hey, oh, don't you know? Yeah, he does a don't you know. He's a super don't you know guy, which which throws him like Wisconsin, but he's always from like uh, they they introduce him from what's it, Scotland or like uh, where they like, when they yeah, talk about him early in the. When he's uh, introducing him to wrestle, yeah, but then he's like, he gets you a good Wisconsin, don't you know? Yeah, he, he does have a don't you know yeah. North Dakota yeah. type oh. thing going on. You kind know? of take your body, your head from your body, don't you know? Yeah, we want to separate your head from your body. <laughs> <laughs> this is where they got the idea of that movie Face Off. Well, little known story. Little story. There's, there's little nuggets <laughs> like that throughout. There the you go everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's another another line from Ventura in the, in this grocery store fight scene, which is put together very well. Very well. Stunts, and that's another thing too that I, I found out in research is like Ventura and, and, and Piper, they basically kind of help choreograph most of these stunts. And yeah. I think the action of this is really good because you get to see the actors performing. There's not a lot of cutaway to a guy wearing a toupee. Yeah. And they're big physical guys, so that's yeah. going on. But there's a line where Ventura goes. I don't like guns. <laughs> Remember the high flyers? <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of creepy. Like here in a moment, they do another line with the whole uh, the dumpster scene. But this is like, okay, guys, could you reel it in a little bit? Yeah, because every time there's a situation where it's like we're gonna do a double team move, they like reference a tag team. Yeah, you know, it's like that we didn't get. Now, if we had like an early montage instead of just the one match, a montage of matches. Where we got those high points. Well, maybe he's talking about the high flyers from AWA, Greg Gagne and Jim Gonzale. <laughs> so, there you go. Maybe that's what's going on. Uh, but one of the best parts of this is you see a successful use of a double axe handle. Yes. Where he jumps off the top of that uh, shelving and onto the guy. Mm-hmm. You see some some moves that never get used proper. This is true. And double axe handle all day. Happens a couple times, really. Mm-hmm. Devastating in this time. Yeah, great, great fight scene. Put mm-hmm. away. They're also like, "Hey, we should be cops." <laughs> well, like it's weird. Of like, so the guy holding up the actual register is the only guy in the gang that doesn't have a gun. He had a baseball bat. Yeah, that's right. And then like, uh, uh, the one Asian looking dude had a had a shotgun, and the random dudes outside with a car had shotguns. 
Like, wh- why didn't why didn't this guy? Is he new? Or is he just like, oh man, I, you know, I got a moral thing. I'm kind of a liberal. I don't really dig guns. I'll just take the baseball bat to rob this lady. I don't so, like guns. I don't like guns. <laughs> Which again did not come back to like at all. Like I was hoping like when they go through training, like he's a dead shot. Which is not the case for Ashley Jesse Ventura. <laughs> he likes guns. Yes. Uh, he he has a permit to carry one and carries one. <laughs> and I believe that's part of the reason he had, he sued against the TSA because he had a gun in his bag. <laughs> and he's like, you should you don't have the right to search my bag. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a minute, man. Now I bet if he didn't have that gun, he wouldn't care. Like I'll get fucking whatever. Yeah. So all that's in there is back popping stuff. Yeah, and and from that he refused to uh, stand at attention for the national anthem. Said he put his fist up like John Carlos and Tommy Smith. And you know probably the same message would have gotten across. Yes, because you know that he hates he hates veterans, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even though he is one himself. Yep. Uh, but yeah, then we get into for those of you who watch this on on YouTube and the clip that we posted on HowToTheSkipBook.com. You know it's a YouTube clip. Somebody found this as a tape and it has commercials on it. Yes, so. it does. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but we should we should make mention that you see a sweet McRib McDonald's commercial. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, basically, the Vicks Vapor Rub uh, mm-hmm. formula, which is basically about Vicks Formula and for Vicks Formula Forty One, which is a teacher of a U.S. citizenship class. <laughs> Maybe question mark. Which I think that's what it is. Which I feel like that commercial would not get run today because you know it'd be like, no, fuck it, stay at home. Yeah, <laughs> like, ship it back. Yeah, no dreamers here, guys. No dreamers. No dreamers. We're taking the doco away in 2017. You kids aren't going to be here much longer. We, we we had dreamers back in 1991, apparently, <sighs> in, in the middle of the Bush administration. Right there, right like, slap dab in the middle. Yeah. I think it was Bush. Might have been Reagan. Oh, well. Gross. Anyways, we come back to Police Academy with Lieutenant Carol Stecker, I believe. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. she also played another lieutenant. Uh, lieutenant uh, Slavic, I believe, from Star Trek. Oh, Three and four. Mm. So if you remember her, like you, what's your deep cuts? You gotta, you gotta picture her with the Vulcan ears. Oh, and, well, I did that already, but now I'm just glad to know that it's been affirmed. She was also a recurring, recurring character on MacGyver, which was also an ABC action show. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you know about that. Um, and then uh, Ray Tyler is Phil Lewis, who you might recognize from The Sweet Life with Zach and Cody. That kid show hmm. so, that comes out quite some time later. Quite some time later. I hope he found some work in between, which I think he did. <laughs> no, just wanted to. Yeah, just Jesse Ventura <laughs> and Roddy Piper, then Zach and Cody. Yep, that's it. That's all I got. Those are my two tag teams. Mm-hmm. What a hell of a manager this guy is. Yeah, doing a great job. Um, obstacle. They have, there's some of the parking garage with the girl and the dog. Mm-hmm. We, we get her. We really just set up the whole story. Yeah, set up like the crime that will get paid off later when they actually become cops. Mm-hmm. Which spoiler is, alert. Yeah, which we get some time. They got to get to the academy. Yeah, but like it takes some time to go through an academy. It's like, like yeah, in real life. Yeah, you mean it doesn't take about fifteen to you know ten minutes. But at the same time, too, she is a witness, and the trial would take some time. Yeah. So like we're talking. Uh, this is this hour. Uh, uh, goes over you know, like months. Yeah. So it goes back to it could like, be about hey, a year. Like, it could be. This could be a two-hour movie. That yeah. They had some time in between. <laughs> you know, fuck it. We don't they, need it. That's probably some more police academy hijinks going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, Bobcat Goldthwait probably showed up for like a crossover cameo. Yeah. Like you have to have like a couple training episodes mm-hmm. and the conclusion of this. They might have had a whole season laid out. Just yeah. This. So who, who knows? But um, obstacle course. 
I think I kind of missed something here. Like I, was, I was, you know, doing other stuff at the same time. Did they, they, they pick up old dude and throw him in the water. Was he cheating at some point? Because, like, why did they start to fuck with him all of a sudden? The Phil guy? Yeah, the black dude. Yeah, he he was messing with him. Okay, I, like, I knew, like, they like they were kind of dicking around and he had to get the 50 push-ups because he was talking shit. Yeah, yeah, But I didn't remember if something he, happened. He, he pulled the rope on them. Okay. As a wall. Gotcha. So he pulled the rope on them so they didn't have any rope to get over. So they that's when... They had to uh, man it up. They go, remember the Rockers aerial attack? And then they did, did the flip over the top. And then yeah, okay, there we go, there we go. And then they threw him in the water. So And of course, you know, Ventura's got to show off how good he is at Optimal Course because he's a Navy SEAL. Yeah, you know, and that which he had to also say later. Yeah. So. Which, explain, which is his explanation as to why he's good with that gun that he doesn't like. Exactly. So then they had, we had a lineup of the suspects. And then we get to, you know, them studying. Of course, Ventura's doing curls because he's got this, but Rod's like, I'm kind of dumb, you know. <laughs> Which kind of goes back to us. Yeah, I'm, I'm the pretty one here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm kind of dumb. And then, he, you know, he had to go back to let him know, like, hey, you, you can understand wrestling knowledge, so criminal justice is just the same thing. Yeah, it's it's, easy. come on, look, let me show you how it's done. Hulk, Andre. Mm-hmm. Penal codes, you get it, you get it. Yeah. It, title changes for Leroy McGurk is the same thing as knowing, you know, the Miranda rights. Exactly. Same Duh. exact thing. Uh, first day on the job, find out it's Captain Stecker now. Um, Riker calls it. Riker calls in a hit, who is our main bad guy. <laughs> Another commercial break. Then Jesse and Roddy are already on a stakeout. Already day one shit. We 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 just like we went from police academy to a stakeout. Yeah, and I just I just <laughs> recapped everything in thirty seconds. We went here. from the movie Police Academy straight into forty eight hours. Just ready to go. Or the movie Stakeout. Or Stakeout. Or, or, or we can, I guess we can be more literal about it. No, whatever. Whatever. Police Academy to Stakeout. Yep. And, and me explaining all that uh, took longer than what it took for them to explain <laughs> on the TV show. For them to graduate. Yeah. Just straight up get a costume. Yeah. And get a job. Yeah. Immediately. Quick. Right out. Well, back then, you know, <coughs> First George wasn't fucking up too much and like... You know, he, the the employment rate was still kind of up there. You know, we're throwing money around like we like we're gonna have it forever. And Reaganomics is yeah. working out. You know, we're not gonna lose it one day in about 2013, 2014, and Everything's gonna go on down spiral and fuck all the future generations. Like that's not ever gonna happen. Oh, it's out now. Like let, let's let's mobilize a police force. Mm-hmm. Police, police are good people. A high enrollment rate. Yep. Anybody can do it. Look at these wrestlers. Exactly. So. Anyways, they are no cops. They're on a stakeout. Uh, and this lady who they are protecting, who is a witness to a crime, she is a professional dog walk- <laughs> walker. <laughs> and she lives in a house like that. Uh, <laughs> well, back then, they're giving everybody home loans. I, I guess. <laughs> How much do you make a day? About $13. How about we pre-approve you for a $500,000 house? Yeah, that's like I think there's a lot like the stunts are crafted so well, but there's certain numbers <laughs> that are ridiculous. Like they, the bad guys are trying to get to him, and they're like, "Is this for sure her address?" And like I think Riker, the main bad guy, goes, "It cost me ten thousand dollars to find that address." <laughs> you could just pick up a phone book. Yeah, like we're in the era of phone books. Yeah. <laughs> this would have been about the time where like. A super villain would have held the world up for a million dollars. Yeah. Like, oh shit, a million? Yeah, like it's really and also that lady, um, she is from the she you might remember her from Ghostbusters. Okay. In the beginning, 
where Dr. Venkman is doing the oh, ESP test. With the cards. With the cards, and he kept She's, zapping the guy. <laughs> she and, gets it all right. And she got it all right, even though she got all the cards wrong. And he got all the cards right. Yeah, so, but that is that girl. Yeah. In the beginning of okay. So My, how the mighty have risen. Yes. So, <laughs> what you know about that? Uh, also, too, we get this really awesome tassel jacket. Oh, so fucking cool. And, and and Jesse is, like, running around and doing fights. He's like, shouldn't that hinder you? But, like, wearing, like, a belly shirt, almost. Yeah. <laughs> like, his outfit choices, a little ridiculous. I think he, I think they, they had outfits for him. He's like, nope, I got some stuff from home. Well, in the movie that we did, uh... He wore the same He wore the same <laughs> jacket. Like, they look... It's like they watched an episode of Tag Team, and then they wrote his biopic. Yeah. Like... Well, I mean, basically, Tag Team was his biopic. Yeah. This is the, this is the sequel to that. Which... It's the prequel, actually. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Because right, right, right. yeah. why he became governor. And mm-hmm. Jesse even said in an interview that if this show would have took off, he wouldn't have become governor of Minnesota because he wouldn't have went back to Minnesota and been like, oh, I fucked up my life. Yeah, well, now <laughs> what am I going to do? I'll just I'll get into government. Yeah, yeah it's natural tra- uh, natural progression. Natural transition. So, But anyways, they lose the witness. Uh, Ventura and Roddy <laughs> get suspended. Um, also, too, the, the one henchman, the, the bigger one with a mustache... He actually played Raza in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. The the big, like, mutated... Okay. Raja, I think it was the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like, Shredder was like, I want a mutant of my own. Yeah, was and he I, the snapping turtle thing? No, no, no. He was like, he's a baby. Uh, he was like a... Gosh, he was like he was the the furry one because he okay. had two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toka and Raza. Okay. Yeah, he was Raza. Okay. He was also Lord Zod from the Power Rangers. Well then. And he's also done uh, stunts in Iron Man, Avatar, and X Men First Class. And he's also the current stunt coordinator on the new Star Wars Han Solo movie Ooh. that they're making. His name is Mark. Ginther or Ginther? If you're listening, Mark, call in and tell us how to say your name properly. He he was uh, he's been probably the most accomplished person yeah. in, the, in the movie. Much like when we did WrestleMania, the Sun Coordinator yeah. was also the most accomplished person <laughs> in the movie. So, but moving on, Ventura uh, worried about. Uh, bureaucracy, <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, of course, he is. Once again, making strong character choices. Mm-hmm. I got a bad back. Yeah. I like grapes. Uh, French coats. I don't like guns, <laughs> and I hate bureaucracy. Yep, like, can't have any of that. Those are those are character choices that he has made, and he's going forth with it. And then finally, like, oh well, this lady talked about being in an animal shelter, so we'll just go find her an animal. Yeah, shelter. it makes sense. I totally, I totally forgot about that part. It was just such a minor detail. That, like, I oh. mean, they found her like a lost puppy. Yeah, like, which is know, ironic enough to that's where you found it. Yeah, exactly. I found this lost puppy where lost puppies go. Yeah, like, oh yeah, we're, it, it's like the whole police force, I can't figure that out, but these two, like, oh, <laughs> we'll just look in the same place where you would look for a lost puppy. Um, also, uh, where Piper suggests they become ranch hands. <laughs> Which could have been a way cooler movie uh, prequel to Brokeback Mountain. Well, it could it could be they could have done different seasons like tag mm-hmm. team. They could have been ranch hands. Mm-hmm. Like they could have done an entire series of them being police officers. Yeah, and then they, then season at then season two they'd be like ranch hands. And yeah, then season three would be <laughs> different jobs. Yeah, different. Or stuff. or they they send them to these places. We need you to go investigate this dirty ranch. 
Oh, real call, real good callback from season one to season four where they're ranch hands the whole season. Yeah. But still undercover cops. Exactly. That was something they would do now. That yeah. Season one would be a different uh, type of occupation and they would just run it out through an entire season. That's probably what they do. But I do know that they, according to Ventura, they actually hired writers for Magnum P.I. Oh. For, for this show. So they, they had high hopes for this show. But we'll get into why it didn't work out that way. Anyways, we get to a... Chase at the the courthouse, and then they get on top of the courthouse and they jump off of it. But think what we've set up through this entire show. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. we are in the last mm-hmm. ten minutes, and we have set up every time that these two do something together. They go, "Hey, do you remember the high flyers? Yeah. Hey, hey. do you remember the the rockers aerial attack? Yeah. When they jump off the building, they don't go, "Hey, <laughs> do you remember Midnight Express?" This, this like would this the perfect would be time. The, time. The, the, the Rockers' aerial attack would have been right here. This would this would have been when you said, "Hey, do you remember the High Flyers?" And then you <laughs> jump off the courthouse, <laughs> or or he throws it to those guys, like, "Hey, boys." You boys remember the High Flyers? Ah! <laughs> like, but let, let's go over some of the, 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 the stuff in this fight sequence, which is <laughs> ridiculous. Stuff you're not going to see in any other fight sequence other than with a wrestler. Which is funny because when they're always, like when you're talking about psychology to wrestling, like, would you really do that in a fight? And like, yeah, so you like, you try to uh, legitimize certain ideas like, well, if you're actually fighting, would you do this or would you do that? Why wouldn't you do this? Then we see a real fight in which they do all these things from wrestling. Or there just happens to be uh, a, uh, like a, a, a rope that's tight like, enough for this. That's to... tight enough to bounce back like a garden hose tied around two trees. Yeah, you know. Or you could whip somebody off into the rope and give them a backdrop. Mm-hmm. Uh, drop toehold, uh, salt to the eyes. A yeah. monkey flip is used. Yes, out of a lockup though, like real good. And a tag into a real fight, into a double arm ringer, into a backdrop. I fucking they make a real hot tag during a real life and death fight situation. A real hot tag. If I'm ever getting the shit beat out of me, Jake, and you wait to tag me before you help me out, we are not friends anymore. <laughs> we are not a tag team. We are done. We are this not. is over. Owen's going on his own. <laughs> How dare you? The, the same idea of if your buddy's gonna save you from getting the shit beat out of you, is he gonna wait for his interest music to play? Yeah. Better not. No. Fucking better not. Come help me out. I'm getting choked to death with a shovel. Which, that one time I saw Roddy Piper do an interview segment this at an indie show uh, for Big Time Wrestling in 2009. And Roddy Piper was doing an interview segment. The big heel of the company came in, was cutting a promo on Piper, and then he had his cronies kind of circle Piper. And he was kind of like, hey, you know, like, I kind of need some help, you know, or I'm going to have to fight three mm-hmm. guys on my own. And Spike Dudley and Justin Credible were supposed to come down and make the save. And so Piper's got the microphone, like, uh, you know, and then it was taking forever because they played Justin Credible's music. Oh. He was then back down. And Justin Credible's just taking his time, slapping hands, looking cool, giving his pose in the entranceway. And Piper's like, hey, guys, <laughs> hey, guys, I need help. Hey, guys. And they're just taking their What the tag. fuck, Spike? But yet, Roddy Piper, real fight, tag in. I'm yeah. So. I got you, buddy. I got you, Jesse. But they finally get the witness of the, the, the court on time. <laughs> um, they got the witness there. There's another commercial break for Extreme McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and the proper kind of oatmeal from that guy from Law & Order. Yeah. 
And then we cut to the, the fancy loft apartment, and Rita gives them a dog. Yeah, you know. They named Body Slam. Of course. Why wouldn't they? The one callback. Huh. Which, totally read that as like, oh, she's going to fuck one of these guys. Nope. Brought your puppy. Brought your puppy. Mm-hmm. This is wholesome. This is ABC. This this is a company owned by Disney, okay? Yeah. It says Sex in the Clouds, Aladdin. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, Kirk Cameron thought uh, Growing Pains was a little too blue. <laughs> well. So. <laughs> Sadate. <laughs> well. All right. Now we'll get more into some of the information. <laughs> Let's go. This was a this was fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I this totally was agree. a fantastic movie with fantastic wrestling. Yeah, like like I don't know if this was supposed to be a hour long cop show. I think it was because I think that's kind of like a lot of the, like you know Hunter, um, Magnum PI. A lot of those were an hour long. A Team. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the vibe they were going for. It was an hour long cop show with wrestlers. Yeah. You know, and, and that was kind of the idea of this whole thing. I think this was executed properly. Yeah. I would have loved to see more of this. Just take all of the the cop show tropes of that time mm-hmm. and plug it in. It's like, I'll say this. This pilot of tag team holds up better than probably all the episodes of A-Team. <laughs> I'll take it. Because I've watched some episodes of A-Team in the last couple months, and I'm like, this does not hold up at all. This is horseshit. No wonder why I liked this when I was eight, because when I turned <laughs> ten, thank God it was canceled, because I would have been like, this is bullshit. I was fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, as a kid, A-Team sounds great, and it's fun, because you get these low-angle shots of the guys being thrown over cars, <laughs> and then Mr. T says something, <laughs> and then that's it. Like, <laughs> Mr. T, pity the fool. Helicopters, explosions. <laughs> End credits. Dun, 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 dun. Like I love it when a plant comes together. Yeah, and then that's it. But like, I feel like this was. I'm pretty happy with this. Yeah. I, oh no, and, this was. And I'm kind of upset that we didn't get more of this. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, I'm happy that we have uh, Jesse Ventura political career. Yeah. To, for as we gush- as we've learned from other episodes. For for me to gush over, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> Spaloosh. Yeah, it's a, a representation of a wonderful American. <laughs> God bless him. God bless him. But uh, like I said before, he Jesse had the deal. It was a guaranteed deal for a 13-episode run with uh, Corral Co. Pictures and Disney uh, co-producing the show. But I got caught up in a lawsuit, and basically the, the program was put on the back burner because of that. So you're saying there's still a chance. Well, I mean, it was it was a <laughs> not anymore, yeah. as oh. we before mentioned. So then they like they filmed this pilot, and so they, they filmed the pilot. The lawsuit happens, everything's put on the back burner, and then there's like, well, we got this pilot, we can't do anything with it. Let's just burn it off on like a Saturday night in 1991, yeah, which was like a dead zone. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, they just burn. Well, it off. Uh, the Super Bowl is coming on next. Not next. Or n- tomorrow night. The next the, night. The next night. Super so. Bowl 25. It would have been the one with the Buffalo Bills and the Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was one of the commercials we saw. But, yeah, they just burned it off. Mm -hmm. And I did some more research on what lawsuit was going on Mm -hmm. and what happened. Let me give you a little information about Coralco. Coralco Pictures. A little background information. They uh, were started by two gentlemen. I believe I have their names here. Some are uh, Mario Kassar and Andrew, Andrew... it looks like vagina. <laughs> I feel like it's vagina. Let's go with Andrew Vagina. Andrew Vagina. 
<laughs> Mario and Andrew. They, 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 it was founded by them, and they're actually kind of like a hot like uh, producers and owners of a production company. Mm-hmm. And so much, in fact, that they. You know, they bought the rights to, like, Rambo, Terminator 2, Basic Instinct. Because they were going to make so many references in this show. It was going to be badass. But that was the thing. Like, they, they were, like, they were the hot up-and-comers in the mm-hmm. movie industry. And they actually bought uh, the production of Facility in Wilmington, North Carolina, which mm-hmm. is now Screen Gems. They owned that for a while. But, like, they had rights to the first three Rambos, Terminator 2, Basic Instinct. But then Cutthroat Island happened. <laughs> Showgirls happened. Whoa, hold on. We're not going to talk negative about Showgirls, are we? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I even put it in the same league as Cutthroat Island. Hey. But then, uh, uh, Vagina decided to split off. <laughs> fucking, fucking Vagina splitting, man. Uh, These it, Vaginas ain't loyal. <laughs> in, in 1989, he sold his shares. And then in November of 1989, he formed Synergy Pictures... With Disney, <laughs> which obviously was associated with ABC. So, so I had the end. So I feel like that's where the lawsuit came in because Coralco, which was with Andrew and Mario, had a deal with Disney and ABC to produce stuff. Mm-hmm. But then Andrew splits off, starts his own company, and has his own deal with Disney. I'm sure Mario is like, hey, you Whoa. can't. You can't do that you can't double deal yeah well yeah it's kind of like you can't split off and then cut me out yeah of a deal that we had i'm sure it had something legality to do and that's why we don't have tag team you can't cut me out of vagina yeah like i feel like that's that's what birthed <laughs> <laughs> from vagina yeah from vagina yeah from vagina's thing birthed this controversy and that's why we want to have box sets of tag team and tag oh team man seasons of of tag team on Netflix and then basically because two powerful guys nine seasons in a movie who yeah two powerful guys like one wanted to be known as uh, wanted to cut the other one out of a big production deal mm-hmm. which Synergy Pictures they, they also produced some great movies and then also some bombs eventually as well mm-hmm. Um, also, too, interesting note about Coralco. When I looked up on the Wikipedia page, Coralco on their board of directors was a man named uh, Jose Menendez, who was father to Eric and Lyle Ooh. Menendez. Because <laughs> mm. you guys don't know how that turned out. <laughs> okay, so. Not too good. <laughs> That's a different episode of something else completely different. Absolutely. It's uh, an episode of Sword and Scale. But then, like I said, Roddy Piper went on to uh, do commentary with WWF and then did his WrestleMania s- 7 match with Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. This, and, of course, this is just coming off his WrestleMania 6 match with Bad News. Bad News Brown, like that mm-hmm. would have been the last time that the television viewers probably would have saw him. was half, half, half of a black man. Half of a black man. <laughs> and now, he, now he's half of a tag team. Hey! hey. Oh, man. But uh, Jesse even went on to say that this TV show was from the mind of a six-year-old boy who came up with an idea like, hey, I like cop shows. Hey, I like pro wrestling. Daddy, can I have a wrestling cop show? And that's basically how this happened. All right, little shit. Hey, Daddy, can I be in the opening scene where I tell them they suck not being lizards anymore? <laughs> All right, just shut the fuck up. And then... Uh, Call Uncle Vaginals. Tell them to start making movies. Piper even talked about how 
this uh, this show they did a lot of their own stunts and mm-hmm. the Hollywood people weren't used to like people going oh you guys gonna do all this so they felt bad for them so they bought them massages after day after days of filming like oh since you did all this we're gonna give you a massage to, since you beat up your bodies for us we're gonna take care of your bodies so they're like this is great that's a, that's what Piper's like this stark difference between <laughs> pro wrestling and movie acting Vince never bought me one goddamn massage. Um, also, too, the director of this episode was Paul Kraschke. He also... I, I mispronounced that name. I, I have horrible hands. Paul Vagina. Paul Vagina, <laughs> who also directed episodes of Moonlighting, Equalizer, Heart to Heart, Simon and Simon. So he was the perfect man to produce the pilot, mm-hmm. and to direct the pilot, because he knew about buddy cop dynamics. So... Yeah, and also the writer of this episode also wrote some episodes of Star Trek Next Generation, Falcon's Crest, BJ and the Bear, and then later on, Baywatch Nights. Yes! So he knew about crime. A very was... well-to-do cast. Yeah, I, I, you know what, like I said, this is uh, a who's who of some things, like some little characters within there, like somebody from Ghostbusters, somebody from the yeah. Drew Carey show, Lord Zod. Yeah, come on! You know, future governor, like, this thing could have fired on all cylinders, and I, I think the world is is the lesser, but if you tell me, you know, we wouldn't get a Jesse Ventura governor run, I, I Let it slide. It's you, a push. It's yeah, a push. It's a push. It's a push, for sure. For, sh- for sure. Anything else we have to say about this before we do some housekeeping? No, nah, man, go watch this shit. Yeah. It's on, it's on YouTube. It, the link's on our website for right now. I'll leave it up for probably a day or two, but if you just search in... Tag Team TV Pilot Roddy Piper Just to Mature It's gonna be like The first thing That pops yeah. up on YouTube It's fantastic It's like An hour It's just awesome Just go watch it It's fun Keep okay. an eye out For when me and Jake uh, Remake it Yeah And also put it up Oh We'll do that For sure Just like when uh, It's Always Sunny Redid uh, Lethal Weapon Yeah Exactly Same thing but we, I, before we get anywhere, we have to talk about uh, one of the things I've, I've laid out the gauntlet. Yes, you've thrown it down. I've thrown it down about reviews. I'm very serious about reviews, guys. Guys, <laughs> please, please, we need all the help you possibly can. Please subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and YouTube and SoundCloud and all, all the formats where you get your podcasts. I believe they're out, out and about and everywhere. But please leave reviews, especially on iTunes. And like I said before, if you leave a review on iTunes or even Stitcher I check in on Stitcher as well if you leave a review on iTunes especially I will announce your name on the podcast until somebody else posts another one and in that interim of me do you have a fucking list over I you? have a list of people what is this horse and, shit and, I, and, and even though like you know I, instead of taking the most recent one and ignoring the two previous no we gotta get them all in I'm gonna get them all in for at least today and then the last one will be set until the next review comes in that's okay. how we will do this for reviews. Right. I must give a big thank you to G.D. Keen for leaving a review on iTunes. I appreciate that very much. Then Normal Dennis. Normal <laughs> Dennis, you know, he said he was going to do it on the podcast. He is a man of his word. He wrote a review and he posted it on iTunes. So thank you so much, Normal Dennis. Make sure you check out his episode, his episodes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. WWF Great White North in your house. And also, too, uh, I Like to Hurt People, which I thought was a very good episode mm-hmm. as well. So. Uh, do we have their reviews? Because I feel that the content of these reviews is quite ridiculous. 
You felt like the content. Of no, like I feel like the, I haven't read. I don't know. I haven't read. They're good reviews. Uh, I, I figured it'd be like, what do we say? Fuck whoever. You should leave a review that just says fuck whoever. I, I would... think Dennis put fuck Evan Tedfield. Okay, good, good, good. Extra, extra brownie points if you do. Extra yeah, I didn't know he left like an actual review and then fuck. I think he left an actual review and then fuck Evan Pitfield. Okay, <laughs> I was hoping it was just review normal Dennis. Fuck Evan Pitfield. I might be making that up. I'm a bit delirious okay. right now because I'm no problem. sick. No problem. But I feel like normal Dennis did shit on Evan. Good. But I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Burger. And then, of course, the, the review that we will be reading uh, weeks upon weeks upon end until somebody else posts another review is Ryan from Digital Men Podcast. Ooh. See, see here, here's, the, here's the caveat. If you have a podcast yourself, you don't feel like it's being getting enough listens. And you know what? I know people get weirded out like, oh, you're plugging somebody else's show or somebody's trying to work in a shame plug like I just watched the the Chris Gethard show on uh, Fusion or whatever channel it's on and he has his booth where people come in and and ask a question and somebody came in and, and tried to plug a show and people were booing on it and shitting on it no not here no please how did this get booked please not here how did this get booked we are just trying to get reviews we're just trying to get eyeballs I will plug whatever if, yeah. you, if you have a comedy show coming up if you have an improv show <laughs> if you have a comedy show coming up that you purposely did not book me on yeah. But still wanted it talked about. Leave it right in, here's where you do leave it. Leave it in the review or in the title of your review or however you do it. I will mention <laughs> it here. I do not care. Which is sad that I have uh, lower morals and standards than the guy who produced a show called Career Suicide. Yeah, you <laughs> Just want to press my career is going. <laughs> but uh, Ryan Ryan from Digital Men Podcast, he actually invited us to do his podcast. I was about to say, is this one of the, are we going to start cross-mogenating podcasts? He's actually based out here in Charlotte. He wants to go on. He wants us to talk about maybe uh, uh, the Pro Wrestling album that WDF put out okay. or the Macho Man rap albums. Either one. Both. Yeah. Doubleheader. But Ryan from Digital Men Podcast, we will mention your name as the person who left a review until somebody else leaves a review. So if you have a podcast <laughs> and it's in, in in the description of, of your of your name, I will plug it. So Ryan, Digital Men Podcast, <laughs> you will continue to be mentioned here until somebody else boots you off. Until Evan Pitfield says, no, fuck you, normal Dennis. Yeah, exactly. Five stars. Until we come back around again. So, um, Also, do we add a, a Twitter correction? No, fuck us. Like I said, we have a lot of business to take care of today before we wrap up. When did stuff. people start listening? I know. I got like two or three like, hey, Mel, it's your podcast. It's really good this weekend. In Miami. Uh, yeah, like I, I guess begging people personally. Thanks. Like, Thanks, Dave yeah. of FSCW. Yes, thank you, Dave. Uh, but Craig, uh, Groff... Folsom um, at Craig Grossom, I believe, is his Twitter handle. How is your Twitter handle harder to pronounce than your name? Uh, it's Craig Grossom. Okay, I'll go with Grossom. Grossom. Hey, why don't you correct us on that one too, Craig? Yeah, but his his correction was about is was more of an explanation on the Velvet Sky uh, release the pigeons Taz thing that I oh. was completely. Uh, Oblivious too. I had no idea what that was. He said it was because of John Woo. Oh, it's like everything slows down, and then the pigeons. pigeons. So in that moment when they're entering the ring, it's like everything slows down. I hope that's not the case, and that's just a very good fan theory. I I could see that happening with TNA because I feel like there was a lot of like inside jokes that they just put out there. Yeah. That's why sometimes if you just check into TNA, you're like I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Because it's almost too inside baseball <laughs> that you're like, 
This is too inside baseball. <laughs> That's why they needed those recap trailers at the beginning of the episode. Just so you know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah. That's why luckily Crystal, she's like, okay, I'm supposed to hate Dixie Carter. That's all I need to know. That's okay, That's cool. It. That's all I need to know. Thanks. Thanks. But before we get out of here, you got any dates you got to plug? This uh, out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. You know, we're ever, forever prepared. Uh, calendar. That's in October for some reason. Wait. Oh, for some reason, my calendar is in October 2018. I have no idea why. Yeah. Don't say. That's just for October, and then I had nothing. Um, this weekend, I'll be in Las Vegas for the wedding of the amazing and incomparable uh, Bob Keller mm-hmm. of uh, South Carolina. He uh, also does a couple podcasts, one being Preaching the Truth with John Schuyler. Right, let's not plug them, okay? Because they, they, they have a review. review. They I'll, have I'll, review. I'll get on Bob. We have to stick with <laughs> Ryan. From Digital Man Podcast. Don't worry, I'll make Bob leave a review. He he, t- he talks to me about our show sometimes. Okay, well tell him to leave. It's usually a complaints, so I'm just gonna tell him to shut the fuck up. It's 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 complaints. Well, it's more like uh, the, the sounds in there is kind of weird, Bubba, because I can't. I'm old, I can't hear right, and you know it's, it sounds kind of weird. I mean, weird. I put up like foam all over this. Room. There's foam everywhere. Uh, and then would be the premiere of season twelve, I believe, of Premier Wrestling Federation in Hubert, North Carolina, at Steve Crino's Wrestling Federation, October twentieth. Okay. And then twenty first, I will be watching the Harry Potter uh, themed orchestra show in Charlotte. I like how you just like reference like places you're going to be. You're like, I will be at this bar. Well, on usually, such day. usually I have shows to say. But I'm gonna I, slide into this food truck. Yeah. That only shows up I'm gonna drop in the DMs of this Harry Potter orchestra thing. They're gonna show the movie, and an orchestra is gonna play along with it. No big whoop. I'm cultured. I'm gonna log into HBO Go <laughs> at this coffee house <laughs> I've on been Wednesday. On, I've been on XNXX.com all day. <laughs> My palms are hairy, knees weak, mom's spaghetti. Yeah. What about you, Jake? <laughs> Uh, I've got a lot. It's going to make your head spin a little bit. Uh, <laughs> get ready. Uh, obviously, the Grassroots Pro this Friday. I'm doing a weird-ass taping in Atlanta <laughs> uh, this Sunday. But I should let you know uh, that October 21st, PWX, please show up for that. Uh, also, too, October 22nd, Monstrous Comedy will be holding a show uh, at Petra's, which is actually Nick Alexander, who's been a friend of the show. It's his last comedy mm-hmm. show in Charlotte. Before. What time is that? I'll add that to my calendar. It's at night. Uh, I, okay. It's at at night. night o'clock. Uh, seven or eight. <laughs> at night p.m. Probably seven or eight, I'm, I, I would imagine. I think it's a, it is a night-night show, not a early night show. <laughs> Someone would call it afternoon show. Just look up Monstrous Comedy on Just Twitter. Just fucking go. <laughs> at Monstrous Comedy on Twitter. Show uh, up after brunch. You'll be safe. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's right around the corner from Peculiar Rabbit. It's a dangerous. Hey, so, tripping anyways. Out. But uh, October 22nd is that one. Then October 28th, I will be in Clive, Iowa, which is a Des Moines area for Wrestling Revolver. And then flying down for Fest Wrestling October 29th. Then November 3rd, I will be wrestling for Northeast Wrestling in Waterbury, Connecticut. Uh, November 11th, I will be at the Comedy Zone in Lake Norman. And then December 2nd, I will be opening for JJ Jimmy Walker. What? That's dynamite! I believe it's in Salisbury, if I'm not mistaken. Of course it is. It is in the North Carolina area, but uh, I'll be tweeting out some information about that show. I'm passing that flyer around. I just want to let you guys know, if you want to see me open up for JJ, 
Jimmy Walker here <laughs> in North Carolina. JJ Dillon. I will be doing that. You were naming all these dates, and I was like, are we not going to film another episode anytime soon? Well, I want to give people more than enough time to buy you. tickets to these yeah. things. I don't want to just, like, like nobody's probably going to be like... I'll see you in Iowa, kid. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, they might not be listening to, like, After Fest, for Fair all enough. I know. I want to give Fair enough. M- uh, more than enough lead time, especially for these local comedy Especially days. for J.J. Jimmy Walker, all right? Dynamite. <laughs> I will be there for sure. But, uh, also, too, I should let you know the next episode we will be discussing Halloween Havoc 1991. Uh, that's been probably the most requested episode by one person. I was about to say, <laughs> the only requested the episode. The only requested episode. We're finally getting around to it. I told them we would do it around Halloween time, so it's only fitting that we do Halloween Havoc 1991 Chamber of Horrors. We had to keep recording until at least October, so exactly. here we are. We had to keep it going. So, as <laughs> always, guys, just as a reminder for any corrections or uh, omissions or mistakes, please tweet me at Manscout Manning or email me at jake at sslshow.com make sure you log on to howdidthisgetbooked.com and also to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play Stitcher, YouTube SoundCloud, all those things and be like Ryan from Digital Men Podcast and Writer Review as always, this has been another edition of How Did This Get Booked Woo!